strong and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We must actually make that difference. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Left wing media is trying to silence me. What was that you said? Senor? A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the something or other, something or other. And it's Friday, so something or other, something or other. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The embrace of our friends and family. Our, why do I have voices in my head? Is it I'm not taking enough lithium? What is going on? Let's uh, make sure we got nothing playing before we move on with the intro of the show. Is everything, do we know where that's coming from? Anybody? Nobody's hearing it but Everybody's us. Everybody's got the blank look on their face. Okay. Like a like a g- g- herd of cows watching traffic go by. <laughs> Those are the looks I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the general manager today? I'm kind of interested. The warm embrace of our family, our friends, our mm-hmm. hobbies, the things we hold dear, our real lives, the people we interact with every day. That is our lives, not what pumps through the TV, the radio, etc., including ourselves. We've become a media-driven people, an external signal social media-driven people. What's close to the bone? That's what matters, huh? Well, I had a couple of conversations IRL about the school shooting that were, you know, people were really wanting to talk about it. Absolutely. In in real life. I've also determined I'm the only person that can do something in America, I think. Well, that uh, does not at all smack a smack of... uh... Megalomania. I think I am the only person in America that can have a conversation about guns. I should be the moderator without getting angry. I think it'd be impossible to make me angry talking about guns. Hmm. I don't think you could make me mad. If somebody asks a question about a particular kind of gun or would having guns in schools make it safe or more safe, I don't get mad. The rest of you all get really, really mad at every question I've noticed. Like instantly. Instantly. Yeah. I'm on either side of it. Gun owners. I'm a gun owner, and a lot of you gun owners drive me crazy. And then, of course, the other side, which is secretly wanting to do away with the Second Amendment, but don't want to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, But just you can't. The only thing that could make me mad in a gun conversation is how mad you get at me for asking a question. It is astounding. It is. Yeah. Which, Which shows you why it's so difficult to have a conversation on the whole thing. Because if you just ask a question like I did on Twitter last night. Make an argument for why ar 15 should be legal. How dare you ask that question? What is wrong with you? I mean, right. people get so mad. Insta-rage. Would having, would, would having teachers armed in schools, what do you think that would do? Are you crazy bringing gun, more guns in the school? 
how about can we discuss this? Do you think it would help in, in or hurt? What, in what sense? How about we what talk to mean? some experts who've done this or other countries that have tried it? I'd kind of be interested in that. But you can't even go there right. on either side. It's really interesting. So I think I'm the only person in America that could moderate that discussion. I'd hire you, you. You can't make me mad on this topic. I believe it or not, I, I know I'm a gun owner. It just doesn't make me mad to like delve into some of these controversial issues on guns. It doesn't make me think that something crazy is going to happen because we discuss it for two minutes. But boy, the rest of the world does. Mm. Holy cow, it's just amazing. Can anyway, I, can I try to make you angry about guns? You sure? When you. Put your gun in your holster. Is it next to your small, small genitals? <laughs> you know what might make me mad about guns is if you were eating soup while you're talking about it. That would make me mad because soup makes me angry. Gun conversations don't make me angry. Soup makes me angry. How about this? There are some weapons that should be used by the military, but probably eat, eat some, should not. Eat some chips while you're doing it. <laughs> That's right. With my mouth open. Well, it's impossible. Crunch, crunch, spit, spit. Right. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping buggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. So much bad news out there. I think this may be a weekend for a media blackout for me. So I'm just going to put on some films or maybe Caddyshack 2, Star Wars, Phantom Menace, some good stuff. And... <laughs> Caddyshack, too. Ah, uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and one of my fav- absolute favorite things about Fridays is they always seem to appear just in time. Uh, like it's like, oh, good, good. I, I, I echo the sentiments of uh, our general managers today of, you know, time spent with uh, those you care about and reaching out to friends and stuff. That's what I'm planning on doing this weekend is uh, a lot of time with friends and uh, lots of laughters and back slaps and good old-fashioned tomfoolery yeah and and listen i was not good old-fashioned tomfoolery excellent excellent you're gonna put a frog in betty lou's uh, school box <laughs> we just might. wait right who knows dip, when, when us when, when us rascals get together dip somebody's pigtails in the inkwell oh i love that idea See, that's what, you know my uh, my close to the bone screed that was not to uh, urging people to ignore the world talk to your friends yeah. talk to your family don't listen to a a panel of cable shouters you know, compare notes with a neighbor. They'll become instantly angry if you bring up guns. But Yeah. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Got to tell you, I'm very, very busy, but I may have to interrupt my writing of my guide, Marshall's Secrets for Scratcher Success, because I may be flying off to Salt Lake City this weekend. Mm. It is official. I really, Mitt- I really like Salt Lake City. Oh, it's a great city. Great city. It is official. Mitt Romney is running for the Senate. You will recall I was an ad hoc advisor to the Minster during Yours? his... 2016 presidential run. Right, you were really Mitt Romney's Carter Page. We we all recall the picture of you with your hand on his shoulder. Yes. That uh, went viral. Yes, I'm uh, I'm waiting uh, waiting for the call. Mitt has just announced, and uh, somewhere, as you mentioned, in the A&G archives, there is pictorial proof of my advisory role. It was uh, quite the meeting. You know, I was whispering in his ear. He was nodding. He was taking notes. You were his Rasputin. Yes. Mitt Romney could uh, very quickly become a consequential U.S. senator, I think. Be one of those, you know, John McCain type. Lindsey Graham. There's there's a number of them out there that Mm -hmm. that really get a lot of attention in airtime. Yes, Sean. I was curious. Is that why they call you the Mitt Whisperer? <laughs> that is. That yeah, is I was confused. Yes. Yeah. You thought he was some sort of baseball glove repairman or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Mitt Whisperer. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, February 16th, 
2018. We're setting you straight in 21.8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, we are such sticklers for that. You can tell by listening. Here we go at Mark. Well, you know, on the spectrum from Reese Witherspoon to Elmo, I'm, like, excited at about, like, a Meryl Streep. What was that? Oh, boy. That was America's Ice Darling, Adam Rippon. Yes. Who has really gotten a lot of attention. Yes. With his, with his outfits and his hair. What the hell was he talking about? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was flamboyant. By the way, the U.S. team of losers uh, really struggled last night. Is that what uh, I understand? The, the, the who? The losers? Did you losers. Say? Oh. We're yeah. a team full of losers. Oh, yeah. Our skaters were tumbling and, and fumbling. Well, and, and our skiers, people that were supposed to win yeah. gold easily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we suck. It's just disappointing. More on that coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, angry, stupid coward confesses, now claims he has voices in his head telling him to kill. You got immigration reform stalling out in the Senate, so what's plan B? And this week's coffee study, how coffee is linked to your weight in science. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. I kid, of course, on the whole loser thing, but one of uh, the best skier in the world by anybody's estimation, yep. because she's beat everybody so many times, f- threw up before she skied. She was so nervous last night, which is really interesting. You're the best in the world. And the nerves got to her. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an interesting story. Um, How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. It, it, a lot of variety there. We're going to hold off on the... Uh, you know, school shooting pile of thoughts. Good idea, because once you go down that road, well, you're right. down that road. And it's a, well, and I think you'll enjoy it when we get there. Sure, because it's a really interesting rainbow of opinions. Cool. Um, but we've got other stuff first, fun stuff. And clips of the week. Right. And there's a new Donald Trump sex scandal. Playboy Playmate that claims she was having sex with him for quite a few years. I don't know why she's going around telling this story. What? Who ordered that? It's like you, you're at the uh, in and out Burger, and somebody says, number 37, number 37, number 37, and nobody ever shows up. Nobody ordered another sex scandal. <laughs> nobody wants one. Nobody's shocked by it. Yeah. Nobody's gladdened by it. What, who? <laughs> number 37! <laughs> nobody ordered this. Uh, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, that sound right there. If you ask me about... I think it's clear that the uh, Second Amendment (laughs) applied (laughs) to a... A military... Political or military um, force. Slur- ah! Slurping and the crinkling of a bag while talking about guns could make me angry. I will admit that. I win. I win. <laughs> somebody mentioned if somebody brought up flatulence during the gun discussion, I might also get mad. Hard fart primary. Oh, thank you, Congressman. <laughs> oh, on, boy. But on the nuts of, and bolts of the gun issue, no, you could not make me mad. And I believe I'm the only person in America. And you've nominated yourself to moderate the discussion, which is kind and generous of Mm -hmm. you. So, um, 
mailbag coming up in a moment. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Hey, I think I got you on that I th- one. I think the judges need to review the tape. <laughs> mailbag in a couple of minutes, but first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I want to make Reese Witherspoon proud. <laughs> I think you did today. <laughs> well, I hope I did. No Olympic loser in any division has ever won four goals. What a huge mistake in the 12! The Swamp won and the American taxpayer lost. What is the part of North Korea we're not seeing here? Uh, poverty and oppression. What are you supposed to do with yourself? So I was just on social media and I just tweeted my feelings. I'm going to shoot this arrow right into your heart. No matter where you go or where you hide, love will find you. I'm not sure in the 240-some-odd-year history of this nation we've ever faced a competitor and potential adversary of this scale, scope, and capacity. Just listen to the classic Sam Cooke song. Cupid, draw back your bow, let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart. That's a kill shot, pal. You bleed out in 10 seconds. As I said, and as the White House has said, I I think the White House could have handled this better. Sean White, one more hit. Will it be enough? Frontside 12, perfect. That is the run that he needed, and he put it down. Did you or did you not text penises to your band members? I just won the gold medal. I just came back from splitting my head open. Did you send a penis pic? <sighs> a lot of good Olympics this week. Uh, I didn't see a lot of it, so my kids and I will probably catch up on it over the weekend. And the best thing, if you're watching it not live, you can just pick out the stuff where we win. Because I don't want to see the stuff where we lose. No, or Who you know, some Norwegian beats out a Denmarkian by right. a toenail. I mean, what the hell's that got to do with me? <laughs> Mailbag. So, uh, a lot of good stuff. Many, many interesting, insightful, angry, insane thoughts about the whole gun thing, the whole school shooting thing. I shouldn't even say the whole gun thing, because that's only a fast uh, part of it. Uh, But we'll get to that in a bit. Right now, uh, inexplicably, Canuck and Callie writes, As someone who grew up in Manitoba, Canada, in elementary school, we were taught how to make igloos in gym class. Seriously. Apparently, it was for survival reasons, such as getting caught in a blizzard on the highway. <clears throat> I'll be Did snow come up yesterday in uh, some context? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason she wrote to us, but I, I don't recall what it is. Although, you know, if, if you have a tidbit that interesting, don't wait for a reason. Yeah. They build igloos in gym class in Manitoba. I'll be damned. I grew up in the snowy north, and we didn't build igloos in school. Speaking of... America's Neighbors. Frequent correspondent Ian in Tijuana, at least frequent enough, writes, since I live... Oh, on our new uh, slogan, um, the conscience of the nation, or a nation. I'm really liking it. I I noticed on the Twitter feed last night it's caught on. And it's spreading. Well... I'll be damned. It was a... um, Things go viral for a reason, and uh, I don't remember who coined it first. It's, uh, you know... We earned this. It was put upon us. Well, right. And I think it would be impolite to reject it. Armstrong and Getty. Yes. The conscience of the nation. That's right. Okay. Since I live in Mexico, and I'm sure there are many frostbacks, Canadians, 
listening. I was wondering if you guys aren't more than simply the conscience of the nation, but in fact the conscience of the continent. That's... Unfortunate acronym, but <laughs> that being said, I hope I haven't Eloyd exceeded your level of interest. That's Ian in Tijuana. Yeah, that's the new acronym we like. <laughs> Eloyd. Yeah, Eloyd. He exceeded my level of interest. Uh, let's see. The conscience of the nation, the voice of the West. How about Armstrong and Getty, fascinating interviews, staff abuse, misogyny, and misanthropic rants. Misogyny? Miso- How dare you, sir? I value women as much as anybody. In fact, uh, I value women more than anybody ever on earth. There you go. I've just received my 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 graduate degree from the Trump University of uh, Eloquence. Thank you for sharing your and your family lives, your perspectives, most of all your sense of humor with us every day, infotainment at its best, uh, or entormation as we call it. Uh, longtime listener Jim, behind enemy lines in Mill Valley, California. We have no enemies, Jim. Perhaps you do, we do not. Here's a good text. We can debate guns, but first some tips on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tip my cap to you, my dryly hilarious friend. Uh, Jacques and Joe, your friendly neighborhood Texas fagafy. Kevin here. We already have a national show. I may have cracked your code after Sean's Conscience of the Nation can be shorted to uh, uh, con. Sean's? I thought I came up with it. Did you come up with it? It doesn't matter. I'm not interested in credit. If you're the C-O-N, credit doesn't matter. Because then you'd be the greedy, grasping something or other of the nation, but certainly not its conscience. I then realized the voice of the West can be shortened to vow. Vow, You vow to con us. Shame, sirs. You've learned your verbal judo well. Ah, Thank you for many great years. Thank you, sir. Very kind of you to say. Um, Then there's this. Uh, I think you guys have put together what is by far the best radio show on the air today. I appreciate the honest take. And he goes on and on in in, in very nice and complimentary terms. Then then this. Go F yourselves and your white supremacist agenda. Wow. You know, this is embarrassing. This reminds me a little bit of the time I showed up for one of my first final exams as a college student. And there was no one in the room. And I realized, uh uh-oh, I got something wrong. I've got to apologize. Not only have I lost my white supremacist agenda, so I haven't been following it, I don't recall seeing it at all. So I just, I got to apologize. I'm a very sloppy white supremacist. Like when at the end of the semester, the chemistry teacher mentioned something about the lab finals. It was a chemistry lab. Yeah. And somehow I had missed the, the going to the lab part. I mean, like I knew completely. there was a, I knew there was a lab, and I wondered when we were going to get to it. The semester was almost over. Right. Somehow I missed this. Oh, Everybody boy. else had been going to lab, a different oh, class. Oh, boy. It was my first semester. I didn't know how it worked. How did we rectify that in the end, or was it just a devastating blow to your uh, academic record? Uh, I had to figure out what was going on. Then I called the professor at home, and uh, great, great guy. He actually worked on the, um, the atomic bomb project back in the day. Interesting dude. Wow. Yeah. Manhattan Project, yeah, huh? Yeah, he was, a, he was a key member on the Manhattan Project. Had some really interesting stories. But anyway, I called him at home, and uh, I said, I didn't know there was a lab, or I knew there was a lab, but I didn't know anybody going. He said, you haven't gone at all? Not one time. I said, no. He said, that is hilarious. Tragic, but hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. Uh, it's perfect. And I had to make the whole thing up in like two days, of two like eight-hour days in the lab. All's well that ends well. Yeah. So coming up during the news, bonus mailbag to settle a little score between Sean and Marshall. This could get tense. Yeah, and then we got to, to get in the, the gun stuff. Because people are talking about this in real life. Sure. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
I'm looking at the Fox headline, Trump seeks to comfort nation. And just, I think that whole concept is weird. I thought it was weird under Obama and Bush and every president since I've been an adult. I just, mm-hmm. I don't see the president that way. It's comforting me in troubling times. I mean, I don't mind it. <clears throat> it's just odd how it's become obligatory. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming up, Sean, Jack, Marshall. Someone's going to get a comeuppance. Uh-oh. The swift and merciless hand to justice via email On what at the topic? end of the news. What's the topic? Ignorance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Belligerence. All right. Indigence. Etc. Allegiance. Inference. Let me in more. <laughs> Uh, here's the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, police in South Florida say they do have a confession now from the suspected gunman in Wednesday's school shooting that left 17 people oh, hell, dead. hell, everybody, they knew the kid. Everybody knew who did it. How about the fact that he was at McDonald's? Yep. I didn't, you know, that, well, that's he crazy. He escaped with the fleeing kids and then yep. just wandered around town for a while. Went yep. and ate, sat there in the booth and ate his food. Yep, went to a Walmart, bought a drink at Subway, then went to McDonald's, and as you say, got something to eat, and then he uh, left the uh, restaurant, and that's when he got picked up. And, and what sense is someone who's even capable of doing that sane? I, I don't know. I heard it uh, said by an empty-headed news dope that, um, you know, unlike many of these people who commit suicide, this person tried to escape. And, you know, I would grant you running out with the kids and then pretending you're one of them is, quote-unquote, trying to escape, but then going to McDee's and right. just wandering down the street until a cop says, wait a minute, that's the dude, tells you get on the ground, you get yeah. on the ground, put your hands yeah. behind your back. That is some bizarre behavior. I mean, did you, obviously not the most bizarre behavior of the day, but... Did you read this stuff about his childhood? Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think you're not supposed to have any compassion for these people ever. It's supposedly impossible to have compassion for him and the people he shot, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm just Gandhi-like that way, but yeah, his, his, his childhood, pretty freaking awful. Yeah, right, right. And I just, well... In the immediate aftermath of these things, it's it's difficult to get people to buy in the idea of trying to understand what was going on in his head. But I think it's an important part of the whole picture. Right. Sure. And and all of these shooters, they don't all have things in common, but they all have some things in common. Yeah, there are also new reports out this morning. He told investigators he'd been hearing voices in his head telling him what he needed to do to carry out the attack. So that is uh, coming out this morning as well. Yeah. Um. So he said that out loud, not a lawyer, because lawyers like to go down that road because they their job is to make it seem like their client's crazy so you don't get... Do they still execute people in Florida? They do, don't they? I think so. I think the death penalty is still there. Sean, do we know? Uh, yeah, I was checking on that yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's still active, and I think yeah. there's a couple hundred people awaiting right. executioner in the appeals process somewhere. That was kind of murky, but yeah, I believe they still have it there. Meanwhile, thousands... Of course, there's still the death penalty in California, but nobody ever, ever gets executed, so what does that mean? Right. Meanwhile, thousands uh, went to a candlelight vigil last night to honor the memory of the 17 victims of the massacre. One of them, Anthony Rizzo, a Chicago Cubs star and an alumnus of the school. We see this on TV too often. There's a cycle to it. We get horrified that this violence is inflicted in our kids. We get angry that there's nothing we can do and nothing's done about it. And then we ultimately get immune and move on to something else. But then it happens in our own town, in your own school, or the movie theater, or a nightclub, or a church. And while I don't have all the answers, I know that something has to change before this is visited 
and another community. It is back to the drawing board now for a Senate bill on immigration reform. None of the four immigration bills in the Senate yesterday cleared the 60-vote threshold. So now the number two Republican leader in the Senate, John Cornyn, is saying lawmakers might consider temporarily protecting the so-called dreamers from deportation in a government-wide spending measure that Congress will consider next month. Yeah, there's belief that the base of both parties like the issue to continue as it is going into an election. Drop. That it's better politically for the parties to have right. the issue out there. So, yeah. Yeah, to blame, so you can talk about how bad the other side is. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's if you that's solve it, you, then you can't do that anymore. Right. The, it's the uh, the Democrats that I think are, are making a real gamble. Um, and, and the Republicans are so terrible at messaging, I suspect the Democrats will be okay. But the idea that they passed up on a road to citizenship for all of those people... For million, for for a hell of a lot of people, because the wall would be included, is that right? Or or the so-called chain immigration? That's yeah. a hell of a gamble, and it'll be interesting to see if the floundering Republicans can uh, can uh, paint them with it. Dropping weight as simple as sipping coffee all day long and not eating. Well, no, you can eat. Okay, you eat as well and I purging I at least two or three times a day purging. I do drink coffee all day long, so I have an interest in this. I don't because of blood pressure concerns, Marshall. What are you trying to do? Give me a stroke? Well, research found that drinking eight ounces of coffee can rev your metabolism up by as much as 4% over two and a half hours. Boy, as much as 4%. What? So if you drink enough coffee each day, you can burn an extra 100 calories, which makes you lose 10 pounds over the course of a year. This is science. 100 calories. This is it's science. Oh, hey, hey, it's science. So, if yes. I, well, even if it's true, if I drink coffee all day long, I'll lose a hundred calories yes. out of my four thousand calorie diet. Yes. <laughs> Big deal. Wow, hey, put down a fork, hog. Four thousand. Uh, Woo! One last quick wrap. Go team USA. The U.S. men's hockey team beat Slovakia. Yes. yes. Take we, that, you Slovaks! We lost to Slovenia, right? Yes. Beat Slovakia, yes. right? Those are two different countries, apparently. Yeah, the coach is embarrassing. He had the Slovenian game plan out for the Slovakians, and vice versa. <laughs> Figured it out, game two. <laughs> the win puts the U.S. on top of its group. They're heading into weekend play, where they're going to be facing the, the Slovonians. <laughs> oh, better than that. The Olympic athletes from Russia. Oh, God, I hate those Olympic athletes it's from Russia. War. So what are, what's on the jerseys of the Russian team, since they're not actually representing the country or whatever? It's the Olympic rings. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're yeah, kind of grayish-white, yeah. like laundry that's been done many times right, right. with the Olympic rings on there. I wonder if the Russians are going to, you know, like lean over to the American bench and say, Hey, I, I heard your coach is uh, really saying bad things about you. To, you know, various players start spreading fake news and compromise and misinformation and that sort of thing. Skate over to the referee. American coach call you idiot. I, I'm shocked. And then skate away. <laughs> right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and oh. Getty Show. The conscious of a nation. Don't hit the music yet, Michael. We need to settle oh, this. Okay. Now, okay. yesterday during the show, Marshall brought us a fascinating and insightful story. He did? About... <laughs> <laughs> about... 
uh, uh, what people spend on iPhone, on smartphones yes. for their kids yes. and how young and that sort of thing. Right. And if I'd had an ounce of sense, I would have had somebody come up with the tape of Sean saying, in what I recall, was a condescending tone of voice. <laughs> Sounds like something I would that's, do. That's the only tone of voice I know. <laughs> well, yeah. th- th- that, uh, yes, the average was $700, because, Marshall, there aren't $200 smartphones. So if you're going to get a smartphone, Sean, would you like to review that? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are there cheaper <laughs> smartphones? Ben writes, Hello, Joe. Please don't allow Jack the Luddite and Positive Bong to stop <laughs> to talk about smartphones and prices. I've never paid over $150 for a smartphone because they're Android. Although they do have 700 Android phones, it's not necessary to spend that much. Do they My work? LG Stylo is about 140 bucks. Works great. I understand your iPhones are smartphones, too, but Apple makes them ignorant after a while. Thanks for the infotainment. After all, you are the consequence of the nation. No, no, that's the, the conscience of the nation, Ben. And indeed, the incontinence uh, of a nation. I flipped to the interwebs. Here's a Samsung Galaxy SX 32 gigs, $99.99. There you and go. Would, would that work? For instance, it would work like a charm, as far just, as I know. Just because I bought a really cheap laptop computer recently, and that thing couldn't suck more. Mm, like the, the cheapest one they had at Best Buy, and it is just freaking awful. That's Jack the Luddite. Positive bong. Any thoughts from you before we move on with the show? Having put you squarely in your place. I feel that the uh, the spirit of my argument remains that unless you are somewhat tech savvy and, uh, you know, do Google searches or pay attention to those sort of things, you're going to go buy the smartphone that people know about. You're going to go name brand. You're going to go the big ones that go. blows. (laughs) And when you're doing it for your children's safety, spare no expense. Children's safety. (laughs) Wow, that was good. That was good. (laughs) Oh, boy. So when are we getting into the the meat of the mailbag about the horror? I don't know. When do you want to? I don't know. 704. How about 704? Sure. Something to look forward to. I want to lay out the latest uh, sex scandal. You know, it would be different. Yeah. Yeah. A little different tone. Yeah. Yeah. Just give you some of the details. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Things coming up, not now. I'm going to try myself. I'm going to lead by example of not reacting to what I'm about to say. Otherwise, okay. we'll go down that road and there'll be no turning back. Okay. Um, Jimmy Kimmel last night on his show talking about uh, gun laws. and, oh, and, and I'm sure that was enlightening. <laughs> here we go down the road. And, um, <laughs> and there does seem to be a belief out there that it's just an intransigent NRA slash Republican Party that's uh, standing in the way of uh, doing away with these horrifying shootings. So... We'll get into that whole subject. All right. Later. Uh, I can't believe this. This I expect this sort of story, even if it's true, to break in the National Enquirer and be mostly there in TMZ. But this is Ronan Farrow, who, who of course, played a major role in the, the hashtag Me Too. And, 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 and he's a real reporter. Um, he did in Harvey Weinstein, thank God. 
Um, this is Ronan Farrow in the New Yorker, Trump's affair with a playmate. Oh, no. What's the timetable? It seems beneath him to me for Ronan Farrow to get into this. Oh, but I thought you meant Trump. <laughs> <laughs> she was beneath him. Donald, Hello. Donald Trump had Hello. A, Tough crowd today. You, you don't know that. <laughs> Donald Trump had an affair with former playmate of the year Karen McDougal, whom he met a, at a party for The Apprentice in 2006 while married to his current wife. Here's a picture of her. I'd show it oh. to you, but she looks like a Playboy playmate. Oh, my God. Look at her. She has a symmetrical face, big eyes, a button nose, large breasts, and a thin waist. She's just the brown-haired variety of this, of Playboy playmate. That's the only difference, right? Right. It's either a blonde-haired one or a brown-haired one, and the occasional red-haired one. Right. And the occasional um. Asian. According to Occasional ex- Asians is the name of my new karaoke team. We travel <laughs> around the country, and uh, Tuesday nights we, uh, well, anyway. According to an explosive report Friday that details the great lengths to which the future president went to conceal his alleged indiscretions from the press. Now, before I go any further, and there are more details, I don't know if I need to pass them along. I, uh, I am currently of the belief, and I have been for uh, quite a while, I want to go back to the time where uh, presidents cheating on their wives was uh, between them and their their wives. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I, I I I I didn't think that for a while. I now do think that. I just I just don't think it matters to. I don't think it's a thing we should know about. Well, I will tell you this, uh, and tell me if you agree with this or if your view is subtly different from mine. I think I agree with all of the arguments why it matters. I just don't think it matters enough. If you have a binary choice and very different policies to choose one person of the uh, over the other, I mean, if somebody is essentially a socialist who uh, who views vows of marriage the same way I do, and then you've got a philandering, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a perv, a guy who gets around, whatever, um, who 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 is for individual freedom, constitutionalism, uh, free markets, blah blah blah. I- I'm voting for the philanderer. Well. It, are, is he a philanderer? Is Bill Clinton a philanderer if, if Hillary Clinton's perfectly okay with it? Now, let's leave out any of the, uh, you, know, you know, same with Trump. If you're forcing yourself on people, completely different story. <clears throat> we, sh- we should know about that. That's a crime. You right. should know if a person running for office committed a crime. But they're just cheating on their wives? What if their wives are perfectly okay with it? Now, how is that any of my business whatsoever? And what kind of a judgment do I pass on that? That's a bad guy. His wife's okay with it for whatever reason. Right. She's not into sex, can't have sex. I don't know what the deal is. But Maybe she's tomcatting around with congressional aides. You don't know. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure that that is anything I need to uh, know about. Um, I also would like to know what's the deal with these people who uh, have affairs, men or women with people, and then decide to go to the press with the story. Because you get paid for it, I'm assuming, which is weak. Oh, it's pathetic. McDougal it's debasing. You've debased yourself. This is the playmate wrote in an eight-page handwritten note, which her friend John Crawford shared with the New Yorker's Ronan Farrow. Oh, he's a real winner, too. That Trump immediately took a liking to me, kept talking to me at the party, telling me how beautiful I was. You can hear Trump's voice saying that oh, sort of yeah. thing, can't you? It was so obvious that a Playmate Promotions executive said, wow, he was all over you. I think you could be his next wife, the play the Playmate Promotions oh, person said. Great. <laughs> Um, according to the piece in the New Yorker titled Donald Trump, a playboy model and a system of concealing infidelity. God, I just don't think concealing infidelity of all the things we got going on. Did he collude with Russia to steal the U.S. election? Is he obstructing justice? This is a big piece on how he tries to keep it a secret that he's cheating on his wife. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. I just well, and never mind the, the, the Trump. Well, OK. All right. I won't even go down that road. 
She said she was initially wowed by Trump. I was so nervous. I was into his intelligence and charm. Such a polite man, she wrote. We talked for a couple hours. Then it was on. We got naked and had sex. Yeah. McDougal added that she was stunned when Trump offered her money as she was getting dressed after their romp. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) This angle of the story is kind of interesting. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, this is the only level that I can enjoy this on. Pure, prurient gossip. Right. So bring it. I looked at him and felt sad and said, no thanks, I'm not that girl. I slept with you because I like you, not for money. He told me, you are special. You are so special (laughs) in that you're not a prostitute. Well, he really does know how to treat a cow. I thought you were a prostitute. Turns out you're not. You know, I remember. So you are special. <laughs> that's that's how I won my wife's heart. Uh, I looked at her one night and, and I said, you know what? She refused the I money. I have no belief that you're a prostitute. <laughs> yep. We all end up with a woman when she turns down the money. Oh, right. oh okay. Oh, wow. You were at, you're into me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> right. That's how you know, guys. Trump For our younger listeners, that's how you know when she turns down the money. Oh, God, that's twisted. Um, <laughs> Trump eventually introduced her to members of his family and took her to his private homes, including Trump Tower, where he pointed out Melania's separate bedroom, McDougal claimed. Oh, that's right. So he's full-on married to Melania at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I believe, a couple months after the Stormy Daniels incident. Oh, really? Yeah, because the, the article said that Barron was several months old when the Stormy Daniels thing, he was just born. Trump said... Oh, okay, so he still had a son. Okay, Trump, had a son. Trump said she, he told her that she likes her space, which is why they have separate bedrooms, to read or to be alone. Um, they met many times in Los Angeles. There's a little more to this. Maybe I'll hit you with later because it's not really of consequence, but there's some other tidbits that are kind of, you know... I don't know what you want to call it. It's not stuff we should even know. But I feel like I've been on vacation the last six, seven minutes, though. I've really enjoyed it. I know. Let's continue on with this. Are, aren't there probably 20 of these women that might come forward over the years? Sure, yeah. Just just make it funny, girls, because otherwise nobody cares. We'll get into real life coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.